Hello and welcome to this Life Changes podcast. You are now listening to one of our Sunday messages. If you'd like to know more about Life Changes, you can visit us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Now lean in and enjoy. Thank you for that welcome. It always embarrasses me because I know who I am and it scares me at times, but I know who Jesus is. That gives me the confidence that we were singing about earlier on. What I'd like to do this evening before uh, I look to scriptures, I just want to thank Mark and the eldership team just for your continued support of us through prayer, through friendship, through encouragement financially, for releasing us to serve the greater body of Christ. I want to say thank you guys for that. Really, really appreciate that. Coming back to Cape Town after nearly a year and just seeing all the new faces and all that God's doing, it's very encouraging to see life changes going from strength to strength and God's gracious hand upon you and God's increase. So well done, Mark. Well done, guys. It's beautiful to see that and trusting that it's just going to be an ongoing expansion and it's beautiful to see and surely now encouraged by that. What I'd like to do this evening is to encourage you from a lifestyle of being witnesses, with with reference for us beginning to live out the Christ that lives on the inside of us. And there's so much that I'd like to share and to say, but there's one thing that I've discovered over all the years, that the most effective witnesses for Jesus of those that have a growing two-way relationship with Jesus. Those are, the, those are the most profound, effective witnesses of those that have a two-way growing relationship with Jesus. Because being a witness is an overflow of your own personal love life with yeah. Jesus. Because being a witness is not about selling a product, a gospel product to anybody, but it's about introducing a person to others. But if you don't know the person of who Jesus is, you have difficulty in sharing him. If I had to ask you the question, if I could ask you to describe Jesus to an unsaved person, could you do it in such a way that they say, I can't wait to meet him. Or would you go, "Um, mm, mm." you see, because it's out of your knowledge of who he is, can you be that ambassador to communicate that to other people? And my heart and desire is to help you be so in love with Jesus, the overflow automatically pours out onto other people. This evening, I'm gonna share a simple message of the Jesus alphabet that'll help you to know him more intimately, to be able to share him more effectively. But what I'd like to do before that is just brag a little bit about my two daughters, Carla and Laurel. And there was a, they both were grown up, they're both married, and two of my most proudest moments was walking them down the aisle. But when we're walking down the aisle, they get so caught up, and I was crying and smiling and laughing and all that. And it was only later on when we reviewed the pictures and started looking at the photos of the wedding and going, wow, what what an evening. There was something that I noticed, and I'd like us, is it Andres, if you could just 
there me walking Carla down the aisle. And then her hubby-to-be, if you could, I'll raise my hand if you could just... Now, that's Brad, Carla's husband. Now, if you notice, he jumped up and he was leaning forward, looking at his darling bride as she was walking down the aisle. And if we could just go to Laurel. There's Laurel. And then if you could just go to the next one, Nick. He just looked at her, <laughs> burst out crying. And it was a moment and a half, and I just sensed the Lord saying, Wally, would you help my bride to look to me, their groom, as their natural grooms were fixed and focused on their bride? When I walked with Carl and Laurel down the aisle, we were looking and gazing at people saying, hello, hello, we're just smiling, and but not the groom up front. The groom up front, he just had his eyes fixed on his bride. And I want to say to you as his bride, as our heavenly groom never takes his eyes off you, we need to begin to have our eyes freshly fixed on him. It's when we take our eyes off him, that's when we get into trouble. And I want to this evening encourage you how we can begin to connect with Jesus through the scriptures that he can begin to woo and wow our hearts afresh. That he can begin to draw us into deeper intimate relationship that the overflow is an automatic witness for him. We need to let the scriptures of who Jesus is begin to burn in our hearts. Sometimes we just have a head knowledge of the scripture, but they need to burn. If you read uh, Luke chapter 24, to me it's such a beautiful portion of scripture where, it's, where they spoke about as they walked and talked on the Emmaus road, and the Bible says Jesus opened up the scriptures to them, beginning, beginning with Moses and then the prophets. Moses and the prophets. And then they said, did not our hearts burn within us? I like to call that divine heartburn. Divine heartburn. We all know natural heartburn, where it's just too much of this or too spicy this, and we say, never again do I want to have that again. Never again with that second portion or third portion, I'll take our suffering now. But when the scriptures begin to open to us, our hearts begin to burn. You know what? The, I, was, I want more. Yeah. You want more. You just cannot get enough. And I just began to think to myself, wow, Lord, as I look for Jesus in every verse, every paragraph, every chapter, I begin to start cross-referencing in the scriptures, and that begins to stir my heart. Can I say our personal devotions need to be having depth to it? Please, I almost beg you and urge you, don't let your daily devotions come to you via SMS, WhatsApp, or emails. Those are piggybacked. You need to get it from him. I don't want to have a relationship via through somebody else. That's, it's a personal thing. It needs to be real. It needs to be personal. Otherwise, it's piggyback. I urge you, it's, and it's taking time to be with him for him to speak to you. I like to ask those three scriptures, you're going too fast. Sorry, Andres, if you just could go back. Is Jesus, who do you want to be to me when I'm opening up the scriptures? 
Where am I with you? Where, what do you want to be to me? What are you saying to me now? And then what do you want to do through me? Those three questions, whenever I'm reading the Bible, I'm asking myself those things. Because for us to get our eyes back on Jesus, we've got to learn to focus on him. Then from that, what I did is I began to cross-reference. We sang some beautiful worship songs this evening about his promises, about his faithfulness, about putting confidence in God, not in ourselves. And it's wonderful, but you know what? We need to go home and begin to start digging in the scriptures and finding those particular verses and beginning to own them ourselves. Which is a corporate faith, but when we go home and we go into Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we need to own them ourselves. If we're only piggybacking them, we'll stumble and fall. But what came out of all this that helped me, and I'm trusting it will help you, is what I call a Jesus alphabet, that we would have personal revelation of who Jesus is, and from that personal revelation, we would begin to reflect him to the world. See, we called not to shine our own light, but to reflect his light. Another word for revelation is divine illumination, where it's go, wow. I can remember nearly, now next year, uh, 3rd of March will be 40 years I've been walking with Jesus. But I know, and I can tell you exactly, specific revelations that I've had that are so personal, I've lived in those verses for 40 years. I'll tell you the very first one. I came to faith in Jesus, it was the 3rd of March, 1977. July that year, I was drafted up to the Navy. It was in that time, compulsory national service. We didn't have a choice. Two years was up in Volfus Bay, in the Navy, up there. And when, we are, when I arrived there, I was a new believer. I was a bit overwhelmed with reference to the language and just all that was happening there. But I decided that Jesus, I was gonna make a stand for you. For those that were in the military, you'll know, just before lights go out in your dormitory of about 30 odd guys, there would be a, a special sound that came through the speakers and they called it stilter, which from the Dutch reform background, you're supposed to just be quiet and read your Bible. So when that, that, that whistle went off, all the guys just lay in bed. But I thought to myself, no, I pulled out my Bible and I started reading. It was like I had 29 eyes focus on me. And I, I just looked and I just looked back. <laughs> I just, I just, Tema, and you know what? I just began to say, Jesus, I don't care what others think, say, but Jesus, you're going to be real to me. And as I began to go through scripture, one of the first things Jesus said, Wally, I'm with you, and I'm gonna live big in and through you. And he gave me that promise, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I was maybe nine months old as a Christian. That went for the first week. It wasn't long before there were other believers that saw it that said, Wally, I'm a Christian too. Can we get together and start a prayer meeting or Bible study? I said, great. And that started something cool up in Volfus Bay at the time. But it was such a reality that I had of Jesus living in me and being with me. 
Hence, I cannot pray ever, Jesus, please be with me. Please go with us. Because I know he lives inside me. He promised he'd never leave nor forsake me. Then up in the Navy, there was a Baptist church that I got involved with and started doing a Bible study and Bible courses. Then it came to the exam time. Now, when I got saved, it was a very much of a name it, claim it, prosperity. And somebody told me there's a great verse somewhere in the Bible that I have the mind of Christ. And if I confess that enough, I have all of the wisdom of God in me. So I thought the exams are coming up. Why well, learn that if I could just confess this, I've got the wisdom of God, the mind of Christ, the exams come, I'll just all just come and flow. And so I did that. The exams came. I opened up the exam. And I thought, oh, let me start confessing a bit more. <laughs> Nothing came to mind. Nothing came to mind. I said, Lord, why is nothing coming to mind? He said, well, I can only bring it to mind once you've put it in your mind. And you get to put it in your mind when you spend time with him. I was so upset with God that night because I got a zero. On the way home back to the naval base, there was a pub, and I thought I'm gonna go drown my sorrows. So I go into the pub, and as I'm walking into the pub, you know when you got that uncomfortable feeling that you know you shouldn't be there. But anyhow, I just put that on, I suppressed it. So I sit there and I order a, I think it was a, a double cane and Coke or something like that. <laughs> I thought if I'm gonna go big, I'm just gonna do it. That's the theory. And I remember just feeling awkward when it came, but I said, Lord, I'm so upset, I'm just gonna have a drink. And look, it's, it's amazing how gently God was dealing with me. And as I was sipping it, I says, Well, you know that I live in you, don't, don't you? I said, Yes, Lord, you live in me. I said, oh, that's cool. And he says, You know, Wally, everything you speak out. I've got to listen to because I live in you. I said, Lord, thank you, I know that. He said, well, everything you look at, I look at too because I live in you. I said, yes, Lord. And then he said, Wally, everything you drink, I've got to drink too because I live in you. I said, Lord, I'm so, so sorry. I put it, it was half finished and I walked out. You see, I had the revelation that he lives in me. And when you have that revelation, you can begin to tackle anything. But if I just heard it from somebody else, it, it wouldn't be real for me. Yeah, We're piggybacking. So what I've done is, is there a teacher in the house? Normally we call for doctors in the house. Is there a teacher in the house? Wonderful, wonderful. Sorry, your name? Jane. Janae. Would you mind coming forward? And we've got a whiteboard. And somebody has kindly put the alphabet. Now this I've been doing for nearly 40 years and it's been the most helpful thing in my connecting with Jesus and for me to deepen my own personal relationship with him. I've got over 320 different names, attributes, things of Jesus. And each one, I've got scriptures attached that help me to connect with Jesus 
at a deeper level. And I'll, let, let, let's just open it up. Now, I'm trying to ask you to not be religious. Please, I don't want any Hebrew and Greek things thrown at the moment because it would be most unhelpful. Some A's. Remember, the purpose is, is to have revelation that you can then reflect it. He is the alpha and the, the advocate. Yes, he's an advocate. He's our advocate. And then what you do is you get your little phone concordance and you type in advocate and you'll find it come in 1 John chapter 2, somewhere there. Yeah. He is my advocate. Would you mind writing advocate? And the reason being when you know Jesus is your advocate, when the enemy comes and lies to you, about something that's happened in your life, you can say, no devil, I've got the world's best advocate. He's not even a lawyer. Yeah. He's an advocate which is an above, a lawyer. Yeah. Isn't it right? Yeah. And he will say, no, no, hold on a second. I've paid in full for Wally's sin and he has been forgiven. And then what I'm doing, I'm embracing Jesus as my advocate. You've got it. Any other A's? He's awesome. Yeah. Right there, awesome. Almighty. Almighty. Awesome, can I ask you, the word awesome comes from the word awe. That's all over the Gospels. Yeah. Does Jesus fill all your heart? <coughs> By, wow. Yeah. Yesterday, I was talking to Jesus and I said, Lord, what is the word for me today of who you are? And I've got an H where in the book of Romans, I think it's chapter 10, verse 21, he says, every all day long, I hold out my hands to an obstinate and stubborn generation. Yeah. And I thought to myself, God, every day to this fallen world, you're holding out your nail-scarred hands, wanting to love and embrace and accept people. I thought, wow, God. And what does it cause my heart to swell yeah. with greater love for those that are far from God? Yeah. Almighty. Can I say if we know the almightiness of God and our faith is in who He is, yeah. it will just do something in our faith for Him. He's not just mighty, He's Almighty. I remember when I was pastoring in Freyheit, Ministers Fraternal, we got together, Archaeus, Dutch Reformed, the old bang shoot. One thing I learned in Afrikaans, they've got a beautiful word for Almighty. And they say it from their gut that makes God seem so much bigger in Afrikaans. You know what it is, Rian? Almachtachachot. And I remember the first time I heard one of these guys say, Whoa, God. But you know, if you go through the Psalms and you see David referring to God as almighty, beautiful. What are some other A's? First thing that Jesus revealed to his early church in the book of Acts was that he was alive. When you know he's alive, you live life different. It's Acts 1 verse 3. 
he showed himself alive. The theme of the book of Acts, raised from the dead. He's the author of life. We've been accepted by him. When you know you've been accepted, you can accept others so much easier. See, when you have the personal revelation, then you can reflect it through your life. We have access to him. We have access to him. You know, in the Old Testament, they had to go through untold rituals to get into the presence of God. In the book of Hebrew, it says, through him, we have access into the most holy place. New covenant Christianity starts in the most holy place. So for us to sing through this and through that, and no, 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 that's Old Testament. New Testament, in Christ, we start in the most holy place. Read the book of Hebrews. I've got maybe 30 odd A's. I'll give you a number. Some here. He's above all else. Remember Jesus said, you from below, I'm from above. He is able, he's ascending, he's adopted, he's all-knowing, he's all-inspiring, he's ageless, he's the ancient of days, he's affirming, all-powerful, all-seeing, all-knowing. Can I say, just as you begin to, then you start digging for the verses. See, the Bible's like a treasure hunt. See, the Bible's not a rule book, it's a relationship book. You're looking for the person of who Jesus is and you're embracing. Could we get that picture of, of the pages where it's been hugged and embraced? Because that's, that's another beautiful picture of revelation. What are the some bees? Beautiful. Oh my goodness. If you know the beauty of who he is, it messes you up on the inside. David spoke about being in the temple and gazing on the beauty of who God is. He's bountiful. He's abundant. Can I say he's, he's brilliant? I've got brilliant. You know, some people call God clever. Can I say to you, The Bible says in the book of Colossians, in him dwell the fullness of all wisdom and all knowledge. Brave. Brave is another good one. But he's 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 brilliant. You're getting into this. I like it. He's brilliant. Now, you know, if you think of all the libraries on this planet and all the knowledge contained in the libraries, that's miscule. Think of Google and all the knowledge that you have access to just like that. He's greater than all of that. So God's not clever, please. He's brilliant. He's beyond genius. See, what I'm trying to help you to do is have a high view of Jesus, put faith in a great God, and then you'll live like sons and daughters of God. He's brilliant. He's better than Book of Hebrews, he's better than this, better than the, the law. He's better. See, when you know he's better than and greater than, you don't have to knock any other religion. You yeah. just paint a better picture of who Jesus is. And anybody with any sense will say, it's true, it's right. He's better than, he's greater than, he's bold. He's beyond, he's brighter than, he's the bread of life. The blood of Jesus. Yeah. 
You know, some of you struggle with forgiveness. If you know the profound power in the blood of Jesus and what he's done with our sin, the Bible says he's removed them as far as the east is from the west. The book of Isaiah says he puts them behind our back. The book of Isaiah also says he sweeps them away like the morning mist. When you begin to know what he's done with our sin, it changes everything. The seas, what are some of the seas? He's creator, that's beautiful. He's creator. Yes, creator. He's comforter. Conqueror. He's complete. He's crowned with many crowns. He's compassionate. He's creative and colorful. He carries us. He's a communicating God. He's the champion. Also, he's the center and circumference of all things. Sorry, we're keeping you busy there. But you know what? Now, all of these, you can begin to find verses. You see, the Bible becomes like a big treasure hunt. Cornerstone. That's a good one. The cornerstone. We're building our life on him, not on the sand. Are you beginning to see the picture? There are many, many folk that have begun to embrace what I do. If I could let you in a little secret, my morning devotions start like this. I reflect on my Jesus alphabet. And I say, Jesus, today, who do you want to be to me? How can I begin to worship you for who you are? Lord, give me deeper understanding of who you are that I can reflect you today in this world. Because you see, when we take out, when we become ambassadors, we're not reps for the gospel, we're ambassadors of the gospel. There's the D, deliverer. Dominion, he definitely does have dominion over all things. See, as you begin to reflect and go through things, guess what? Your heart begins to swell. Your your heart, your mind, everything just goes, wow, Jesus. You can just go through it on and on and on. The hand of God. If if we could just open up briefly, like there's one that you need to go through often is being loved. Love, the love of God. There's so many beautiful adjectives to the love of God. Did you know the Bible describes his love as priceless in the Psalms, as precious, as everlasting, inseparable? When you begin to embrace the personal aspects of the love of God in your life, it changes you from the inside out. The D, he's the door. He's the door. He directs. He draws us definitely delivers us. He draws us. How many of you sometimes are, are trying to push and push and push into the presence of God? Can I tell you what? Sometimes you need to say, Jesus, draw me together with you. Draw me into you. He draws us. Now this evening, there's just so many, but I'm trusting that you can begin to start exploring some of them. I'll give you an example with our house move 
Um, we had some challenges with the delivery, et cetera, et cetera. They initially just delivered half of our stuff and then some more the next day and stuff was broken. And I was so struggling to get all our stuff and get stuff repaired. I found my heart was struggling and I was getting a bit angry and upset. I'd emailed, I'd phoned, I'd left messages. I did everything with this particular company that shall remain nameless. And I said, Lord, I'm so struggling to be gracious to be patient, and I had to go back and reflect on the unlimited patience of God, the abounding grace of God, to say, Jesus, when I'm talking to this guy on the phone and I'm emailing and SMSing, Jesus, help me to reflect you to him. And I was sharing it with a pastor friend of mine, and I said, I don't know what to do anymore. I really don't know what to do. So he said to me, hey, Wally, have you heard of Hello Peter? I said, well, who's Peter? What's his number that he can help me? Is he a lawyer? He says, no, no, no. And he explained to me who this Peter guy was. It was this web page thing. So I thought, I've never done this before. So I phoned the secretary, who I got to know, and I said, look, please tell him it's Wally here. This is the last time I'm going to be phoning. Hello, Peter is where I'm going to go. The next day, the monies that they owed us for the insurance was zoop in our account, the pots and other stuff that needed to be delivered was delivered. And I thought, thank you, Peter, wherever you are, I'm super appreciative. <laughs> but how did I grow through the unlimited patience and saying, God, through this, I want to reflect you. There were moments I had to say, wow, Wally, just slow down. Help me, Jesus, to reflect your gentleness. Jesus spoke about being gentle in heart. See, it can just go on and on and on and on. It's just so beautiful. Can I encourage you this evening as a con congregation, begin to connect with Jesus through the scriptures, embrace them into your life. Sometimes I spend a week just on one. The R, the rest, the rest of Christ. To enter into that rest of not panicking, not stressful, but just the peace and the rest of God. Because we live in an ADD world, ADHD world, running helter-skelter. But we've got to find God's peace, that we reflect that peace. As we conclude, are there any other ones that you might want to? Now, I know for the K, it could be King of Kings. He's eternal. Eternal is a great one. You know why? Because many of us... Discernment, discerning, that's more about who Jesus is. He's victorious. Now, some of you that are struggling with the flesh and with sin, you need to reflect on the victorious nature of who Jesus is. He is the Omega. He is omnipresent, omnipotent. Hey, we're on a roll. We're on a roll. But what we're going to do this evening, I'm going to conclude in prayer, but I'm asking you, to start going on a journey. Yes, that you can begin to make your own Jesus alphabet. That you can find your own scriptures of who he is to you. What he's saying to you that you in turn can reflect that into the world in which we live. So important that Jesus is real and personal. Remember Saul of Tarsus. Who are you, Lord? And at the end of his life... He says, I know in whom I have 
believed. He started asking, who are you, Lord, at the end of his life? And it was about 30 years, he says, I know in whom I have believed. I'd love to pray for you as we close. Could you stand, please? Father, this evening, thank you for this beautiful community and congregation. And my prayer, firstly, is that each and every saint here would fix their eyes on you, Jesus, as their heavenly groom, as you have fixed your eyes on them and never take your eyes off them. And my prayer is, Holy Spirit, that you would begin to give insight, personal revelation, personal, the lights go on, of who you are, Jesus, from the scriptures, real, personal, that then they can reflect that in the world in which they live. Lord, we call to be your ambassadors. I ask you for fresh courage, boldness, and faith for us to be your ambassadors in this world in which we live. Lord, I ask you take each saint by the hand of a journey of discovering the awe and the wonder of who you are. The Lamb of God. The Lily of the Valley. Altogether beautiful one faithful friend oh Lord Jesus you're just so amazing I ask you Lord to take each and every person on a special intimate journey with you turn their lives upside down bring divine heartburn that the overflow of their lives would be witnesses for you I pray that in Jesus name and with every eye still closed some of you here this evening, I don't know you, but if you've never crossed the line of faith, if you've never wholeheartedly said yes to Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, we're going to close the meeting this evening, but I'm going to be up front here, and I invite you to come, talk to me, talk to some of the leaders, the elders, the deacons here tonight, and we would love to chat with you more and introduce Jesus to you that he's real and personal, that tonight you'd start a journey with him. Could I ask you to do that? Father, thank you. I just pray your richest blessing upon each and every person here tonight, Lord. Father, I ask you, lead them into a beautiful adventure together with you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. amen.